0: Welcome everyone to another edition of the Baseball America Podcast. I'm Ben Badler, joined today by Kerry Booyer. Uh, welcome Kerry, into his first ever Baseball America Podcast. And it's an exciting time to be here at Baseball America. Uh, you know, we're always so excited for opening day. I, I know Carrie, you and I went down to, to spring training and, and filed some notebooks from there and, and got to see a lot of guys there. But, you know, spring training guys are working on different things. Uh, I see a lot of guys who are... You know, fastball, curveball guys Just out there working on their change-ups Or, you know, they're out there working on certain things But now the regular season has started And, you know, we're seeing guys from all over the country All over the minor leagues uh, Start to pile up some numbers Start to get some reports on guys From uh, scouts, from team officials From people around baseball uh, So it's really an exciting time for us to be having all this You know, information coming in all at once uh, You know, there's certainly some guys Who've stood out so far this year uh, You know, Kerry what is your take so far? You know, we're about a week into the season right now. Uh, What are some of the things you've taken away from the first week of the season here this year?
1: Well, first off, it's really cool to be on this, uh, making my national debut. And I think what you're getting at as far as the uh, season moving from spring training to regular season is basically it comes down to, and I'll throw in a hockey term that Jim Schoner would probably appreciate, and that is the gloves are off. You know, they're off and and while they are developing, they're, these guys are, you know, dialing it up, where in spring training it was a little bit more laid-back atmosphere, I think. Yeah, this first week has been pretty incredible. I mean, we've been able to see, just here in uh, the Carolinas, see Tommy Hansen make his uh, AAA debut, and for anybody that was around Durham, you know, this past weekend, we were able to see uh, David Price go against Matt Wheaters. and, you know, I mean, we're really fortunate to be here. <laughs> Where we are, and you know, at this, you know, in this season, especially the early season, and I think what we take away from this first week is it's going to be a fun year. I mean, I don't think, you know, I, I think if, you know every year you think it's going to be fun, but you always have to have that that an initial start, or maybe that one week. Sometimes it doesn't come for a couple, three weeks, where you say, okay, the season's you know in motion. It's going to be a fun year. This one it started right off the bat.
0: And absolutely with with David Price and, and Matt Weeders, we'll talk a little bit about that and uh, move on to some other guys. but you know we saw David Price and Matt Weeders face off unusual that you get to see the number one prospect in baseball uh, face the number two prospect in baseball. Uh, thank you to the collective bargaining agreement for that. Uh, so you know you, you see David Price uh, you see Matt Weeders I, mean, I watching Matt Weeders take batting practice which was just a lot of fun for me. You know, you see a guy who just does it so easily from both sides of the plate, easy swing, easy power. Uh, the guy's you know a giant at, at six foot five, and he's a, a good catcher. Uh, he literally made a throw one time to, to second base that beat the shortstop trying to cover the bag uh, to second base, so he, he missed a runner uh, trying to steal there. But you know, I I, I know Matt Wieters has doesn't have the the numbers quite yet. It's it's one week of the season. It's uh, I, I won't say irrelevant, but it's it's as relevant as, as one week of the season is, as, as, I mean, that's a terrible phrase to use, but <laughs> just explaining it, but. Uh...
1: Well, when you talk about Weeders, I mean, the, the night that we saw him, well, we saw him a couple nights, and the first night, you know, he, he made an incredible throw to nail a runner at second base. I mean, you know, we, we sat here in the office and we listened to John Manuel talk about, you know, Matt Wheaters and all these other guys that were, that he's, he's remembered from their college days or an amateur career. And he would always talk to me. I remember about this guy's and a guy that threw a ninety-seven in college. And you're like, okay, will we actually be able to see that in a game? As far as can we see his arm strength well, right off the bat? Opening night, guy gets on for the Durham Bulls, tries to you know tries to test his arm. And I mean, and he was, I mean, he was. I think it was was Fernando Perez. I can't remember. The, the guy was out. I mean, by a mile, and the arm strength was right there. And you know we talk about the bat and everything else, but you're like, wow, this guy has some scary stuff behind the plate to where he could literally make teams not run.
0: It's it's really an, an all around package with Matt Wheaters. It's 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 impressive that a guy that size has, you know, that amount of skill defensively and offensively. Uh, and you turn around and look at David Price, uh, you know, didn't pitch, uh, you know, he wasn't the dominant guy. You probably used to sing if you're only if you've only seen him pitch in the major leagues in a a relief outing where he's regularly throwing, you know, 94 to 97 miles an hour. As a starter in the minor leagues, he's more often going to be in the low 90s, probably about, you know, 90, 91 to about 94. So he can touch it up higher there to 97 to, uh, you know, I had a report of him hitting 99 or so uh, last spring training in in 2008. Uh, But, you know, it seems like he was just kind of getting back into the groove right now, maybe working on his changeup a little bit. Seems like he was throwing that a lot more often. That's going to be a pitch that you know. The more he throws that, the better it's going to get, and it's going to be a helpful weapon for him in in the major leagues, especially as a, a left-handed pitcher facing a lot of right-handed batters. Uh, what did you see out of out of Price?
1: Well, I thought there were two main things out of that, and that was he challenged readers, and he challenged everybody in the, you know in their lineup, but especially readers. We got to see that um, if anybody was able to read BaseballAmerica.com, dot com, you know. Your blog and and the stories we had reflected. You know, he ch- he challenged him right off the bat. Three straight fastballs. And the next at bat, I mean, he kept coming at him. He, he wasn't afraid to, uh, you know, you know, come inside, use a slider, use his fastball, and you know, he tried to work in his changeup. That's the second thing, the changeup. It wasn't there that night, and, but it's, you can see where a guy like him, he can get it down. You know, wh- wh- where's it going to be in six weeks? And especially where's it gonna be at the end of July? Say he's I don't know if he'll be in the minors at that point, but if the Rays are in contention and you look ahead and go, Okay, they got David Price, and he's not only throwing, you know, his regular heat and sliders, but he's got the change up too, and he can go through a lineup three, maybe four times. Wow. That's gonna be a pretty pretty fun storyline, you know, in the second half of the season.
0: So I think this is probably gonna be the last time we probably talk about uh, I know Price is starting on on Thursday night for the Bulls, but this will probably end up being one of the last times we end up talking about David Price and and Matt Weeters as they uh, pretty quickly end up in uh, the major leagues pretty soon and uh, probably compete head to head for for Rookie of the Year this year. Uh, but moving around to some of the other guys around the minor leagues, uh, you know that, that San Jose team out in uh, the Giants high class A affiliate in the California League. I mean, I think their seventh hitter is a. Uh, is Angel Villalona. Uh, that's kind of insane it's, right now. It's, it's just a stacked team that they have out there. Uh, there's some other really good teams around the minor leagues, but w- what are some of the things that have uh, jumped out around the minor leagues to you, Kerry?
1: Well, that's that's just you, you touched on. You know, the San Jose Club, I think the Birmingham Club as well, both teams stack with prospects. You know, the San Jose Club, I was really fortunate uh, in spring training. I slipped out to uh, the Giants facility. Uh, I think the last Monday I was there, and it happened to be Buster Posey's first day in the minor league camp. And the lineup, I think number two was Nick Noonan, three was uh, Gillaspie, four was Posey, I think five was... Uh, uh, Probably Roger Kieschnick, maybe? Roger Kieschnick. And, I mean, you just keep going around the line.
0: you got Nick Noonan, you got all these guys there.
1: I mean, it was just, you're sitting there going, this, this doesn't look like a minor league club, this is like a high-end triple-A triple a big league, you know, just the names. And it was pretty remarkable, and it's going to be interesting to see how they, you know, they blend together. You know, and of course their, their pitching staff, Madison and Tim Alderson, not bad. And you throw Scott Barnes in there too. You know, that team might have won a lot of games in the first half if uh, they stick together. You know, it's going to be fun second half season.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to stick together in Connecticut. Actually, when they uh, when they move those guys up to AA, I'm going to think I'm going to try to have to make my way up to Connecticut this year at some point.
1: Yeah, the old home uh, turf up there, right?
0: Because that's uh, that's going to be a pretty stacked team later on in the the second half of the year. But uh, you know, speaking of San Jose, Buster Posey. We were talking about Buster Posey. Uh, I don't think there's a a hotter hitter. I know it's the California League where it's you know offense is is nice right now, but uh, Buster Posey's really standing out right now. I think he's. Uh, He's hitting over 500, and I know it's a week, again, only a week, but uh, he's certainly been impressive. Uh, and we talked a little about the Birmingham club as well with uh, the White Sox AA affiliate. It seems like all of their prospects this year are concentrated, or all of their top prospects at least are concentrated at the AA level. Even a guy yeah. like Aaron Pareda, uh the White Sox left-hander, who, who spent a lot of last year there. They sent him back there this year. Uh, but that's certainly a stacked prospect team right now. Uh, we certainly didn't think we would be saying that about uh, Birmingham at this time last year because they didn't even have uh, they didn't have a guy like Gordon Beckham they didn't have Tyler Flowers uh, you know Brandon Allen was just kind of you know coming into his own last year and still tapping into that uh, that raw that excellent raw power that he has uh, so what are some of the things uh, uh, you know wh- what are some of your thoughts on that Birmingham club or some of the other clubs around the the minor leagues that have caught your attention
1: well first off I want to go back to what you talked about with Posey because. You know, you did, you did say, yeah, it is, Cal, you know, the Cal League. But give Posey a little bit of credit in the sense that, I mean, it's been a pretty whirlwind year for him as far as going from the draft last year. He was in big league camp, you know, up until, you know, almost the end. And he's got all this, you know, all this hype on him. And he comes out swinging. And it's, yeah. You know, sometimes guys just, you know, they, they, they can't handle it in the right way. I mean, I, I think everybody understood Posey was going to handle it. But it could be a thing where you kind of in between the end of spring training and the start of a season, some guys just kind of need that breather, and then it takes them a little bit of time to kind of get their their timing back. But obviously with Posey, I mean, look at the numbers. He's 12 for 26, and I know these are stats, and we you know we talk a lot about you know scouts and what what they're seeing, but the numbers don't lie. 426, you know on, you know on base 563, and then an 885. Just I mean, is incredible. You know, and then you, you know, shift your focus to Birmingham, and wow, I mean, Gordon Beckham's almost the same, you know, the same numbers. You know, it's a pretty stacked team, and you're right. Last year at this time, you know, Birmingham was sort of an afterthought. I think the hot team to watch was Huntsville. They had all the prospects, and you know, the concentration of talent now goes to Birmingham.
0: Certainly, those are a couple of the the better teams around. Uh, you know, our number one farm system is is the Texas Rangers, and you know you you look at what they have in, in AAA with Derek Holland and Neftali Feliz, obviously the the top two guys in the system. They really have talent at at every level. With and, you know the level down below, they have Justin Smoke. Uh, you know, below them you got guys like Michael Main and, and Blake Bevan. But I think their low eight, their team is pretty interesting in Hickory, and their new affiliate this year. Uh, it seems like they got a lot of interesting Latin American arms. Uh, I really like Martin Perez, a uh, really good young left-hander, very young left-hander uh, with a good fastball, a uh, very good curveball, and a, really an excellent delivery. Uh, you know, What have you seen out of those guys so far over in the year?
1: Well, yeah, fortunately, you know, they're in Arizona now, and when I slipped down to uh, Surprise to see them, I happened to uh, be at the Complex when... Martín Pérez and Michael May were both pitching on the same day, and it was pretty exciting. You know, Martín Pérez is a guy with a nice, nice, smooth delivery. I like it, and he's a guy that's not afraid to pitch inside. And talking to his pitching coach, you know, what really stood out was they're encouraging him already to throw inside, to start learning that this this year. I mean, this guy—we're talking a very young guy—where normally they would kind of take it easy, a lot easier with somebody. But he's got the talent, and they're wanting to pitch inside, and not just for strikes. They're wanting to do it to set guys up, and if he can show that already, man, that, you know, it's going to be a fun year to watch him, because if he can develop into that, then you say, okay, well, what's he going to be at this time next year? And Where is he going to be? Because that's, you know, he's our, you know he's at Hickory, but he could be a guy that could move. You know, is he a Derek Holland mover? I, you know, we don't know yet, but you know, maybe.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think the the Rangers will probably play a little more conservatively with Perez, just given his uh, his youth and his inexperience. But uh, you know, certainly he's a guy who could reach the big leagues at a, a very very young age. And you know, another left-handed guy who's a, another talented uh, young left-handed Latin American arm is Kelvin De La Cruz. Kelvin De La Cruz of the Kinston Indians or of the Cleveland Indians, playing for their their Kinston affiliate in in High Class A in the Carolina League. Uh, This guy's been lights out so far this year. Uh, He was the, well, Adam Miller was the top-ranked pitching prospect in the Indian system this year, Uh, and surprise, surprise, he's ended up uh, getting injured again. Uh, You know, I still haven't given up hope for Adam Miller. I still think he can be a a dominant reliever if uh, he can maintain the quality of his stuff. Uh, It's getting more and more frustrating seeing him, and I'm sure it's just as frustrating for him and, and for the Indians as well, being unable to get on the field, but... Uh, you know, the the next pitcher after that that I ranked in the Indian system was Kelvin De La Cruz. Uh, you know, another talented guy in that system was, you know, Hector Rondon. Uh, I went with De La Cruz over Rondon uh, just because, uh, you know, De La Cruz has a, a much better breaking ball. Uh, he's bigger. He, he, th- he throws hard, too, and he's going to project and, and fill out a little bit more. Uh, and I liked his, you know, the very high strikeout rate and low A at a young age. Actually, a little bit younger than a lot of people realize his birthday uh, in a lot of places is listed as uh as january i think it's january eighth so one eight but it's actually just a, a clerical error supposedly he's actually born on eight one which is august first uh so he's actually about eight months younger than a a lot of folks realize but he's a guy with an a with an excellent curveball it's a it can be a swing and miss pitch at times to to left handers right handers doesn't matter he's six five uh he's twenty years old right now and in the the carolina league uh, so far, this guy—I think he has about 18 strikeouts through his first 12 innings. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, he's yeah. So he's—I mean, he's one of the, one of the youngest he's, guys in that league, and he, he's already dominating through his first two starts. Hopefully, I'll get out there on, to see him on on Sunday when he's scheduled to pitch again. But you know, he's one arm who's really stood out to me so far.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's gonna—you know—a guy like Daley Cruz and Kinston. The interesting thing is gonna be—it's an 18 league in that Carolina league. And they're going to see him a lot. So mm-hmm. how does he how does he adjust to that cat and mouse game? And, you know, he's got the pitches, but eventually, you know, a lot of those, you know, good hitters in that league, guys like Mike Mustakis that you got to see the other night, you know, maybe they're going to start figuring him out. Well, then that's when he gets to be creative and we get to see more of that talent come out of him. You know, in, in the last four years, I was fortunate to cover the Texas League, and I got to see some guys – that were like that. Some guys adjusted, some guys didn't. The guys that did adjust, you know, especially when it got to June, July, and August, and, you know, the other teams that, they didn't even almost need scatter reports anymore on them because they just knew what they were going to throw. The, guy, the pitchers that, you know, would bust guys inside kind of stick to their game plan, but also get a little bit creative. Those are to be the guys that you just, it got you excited to go to the ballpark that night and watch. And I think De La Cruz could be that guy like that in the Carolina.
0: Yeah, and you know not only is he uh, getting the strikeouts but he's a, he has a you know pretty good fastball that gets a lot of ground balls as well so I think when you have a pitcher who can get uh, strikeouts and ground balls it's really not something that you see too often and when you do that and you also have excellent stuff uh, like De la cruz does you know he's not out there throwing 98 99 miles an hour topping out at, at that kind of velocity but you know he has a lot on his fastball uh, you know just throw it in the low 90s and he, then he has the curveball gets the ground balls uh, you know, I think he's going to be a guy who's going to jump into our top 100 prospects uh, at some point next season. Uh, you know, it, it is again early in the season, uh, but you know, we look at some of the hitters who we just looked at a couple of pitchers who stood out. Uh, some of the hitters who stood out. You know, I, I saw Johnny G of a play the other night. Uh, we'll have a write-up on, on BaseballAmerica.com at some point next week uh, about Danny Duffy as well. Uh, a couple of those guys on the the Royals high-class A team. You know, G. Vitella, uh, I think he, he, he had a really good game the other night. Uh, you know, he, even last night, he, he made a couple of hard outs, uh, but he's a guy who gets the bat around really, really quickly uh, and just really fast through the zone. He's only about five foot eight, and he, I think we wrote in the prospect handbook that he's built like a fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't think of a more uh, appropriate good. comparison when I, when I saw his body, but, you know, he's not the fastest moving guy out there, but Man, is that guy strong! He can just put a charge into the ball. Uh, were there any other hitters who've, who've caught your eye so far this year, Kerry?
1: Well, I think uh, you know he's one. And then when, before we got, you know, we came on to start this. You mentioned Josh Reddick, a very athletic guy in the Red Sox system. And you know, I think last year, you know, a lot of eyes, you know, gravitated toward the Rays, and the storyline became, you know, their homegrown talent. Well, the Red Sox actually had it too. And here's Josh Reddick, you know, down, you know, down in the high minor, you know, just kind of working. And you know, we talk about storylines, and he's one of those guys. He's just one of those guys that you like to follow because of the athleticism. You know, he's, I think he had what three homers in the first three games. Yeah, it's interesting. I <laughs> talked to a
0: scout last year who taught. He said he likes him, but, uh, you know, love the arm out there. He thinks he he likes the bat, but you know, a little bit below average power. And you see him come out this year and just you know hit all those home runs out of the gate.
1: Yeah, and i like to see, you know, kind of look at the box score, see who's, see, you know, see who he's hitting the home runs against. Is it, you know, the kind of middle-inning guys or is it the, is it the starters? You yeah, know, that can kind of be telling, but, you know, give him credit for the, the nice start. That means he's kind of already zeroed in. It goes back to you look at guys coming out of camp and they have that little breather that kind of four or five days off, you know, they've, ha- they've had to fly out of camp, they get to their new city, they got to find a place to live. You know, all that stuff. Get the water turned on. You know, pay the lease. All this, and then they got to go play baseball. And some guys, just their minds are starting all right for a, you know a few days. But give Red credit. He's coming out of the gate and you know came out strong. Well,
0: it's been an exciting first week here the the minor league season. Certainly, we've enjoyed it. I hope you guys have uh, enjoyed the podcast as well and enjoyed the first week of the minor league season. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this Baseball America podcast. So long.